In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, there's no better way to kick off. The baseball season, official baseball season, spring training, the first day of spring training, then to have on the guy who was named by producer Evan as having the best podcast of 2023. Congratulations. (laughs) Best podcast or best hot take? No, no. Best podcast. (laughs) Well, listen, it's one and the same, right? I I don't know, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't... I I put it Matt to be perfectly honest with you Matt Strom of course um, to be perfectly honest with you I was on a cruise and I said to producer Evan I said give me your top 10 give me your top 10 and I gotta be honest with you like it's not just hot take because it was it was there was a lot of lot of good podcasts you were lumped in with so put it on your LinkedIn page there you go. Put it on the resume. How you feel? You feel good? You feel like I mean it must be you're walking into a clubhouse where you know a lot everybody now compared to maybe a year ago that you didn't know a lot of people, so that's good. Yeah, no doubt. Everything's feeling good. Uh, it's gonna be exciting to get all the boys together and uh, get the season underway. Have you uh, and I, I being around you guys, and I'm not going to like bring up old wounds from last postseason, but being around you guys when I was, I just thought like that you guys were a wagon that it was going to happen, and this is what the world of baseball, right? Strange shit, strange shit happens. So exactly. yeah, but it miss. I mean, you've we've all gone through seasons where it, the the it, the cliff comes. But that cliff must have felt different because, like I said, everything about your team, everything on the field, off the field, everything felt like, all right, you know, we're going to have a parade. Yeah, I mean, I think to go off your metaphor there, I think we were floating down a river and no one saw a waterfall coming. (laughs) Um, But, I mean... Not to say that we thought we had anything in the bag. We obviously knew what kind of work we needed to do to finish what we started, and we were just unable to to finish what we started. And, I mean, you just tip your cap to the Diamondbacks who got hot at the right time, and they were playing clean clean baseball. I mean, that's, that's what it takes in the playoffs. And they played some clean ball when our bats went a little quiet. And, I mean, our, our offense carried us – a long, long ways. So, I mean, it's, it's the way the game goes sometimes. And, I mean, like I said, we're excited for this year. We know what we got. We return almost everybody. And it's going to it's gonna be a fun year. How long does it take? How long does it take to sort of turn the page, for lack of a better term? 
I don't know, when you're six feet under. <laughs> so, so, it, so it lingers. It, li- it lingers. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, that's what what we play this game for. And I mean, to to come up short, it obviously leaves a bitter bitter taste in your mouth. But I mean, once once this season starts, you're you're not thinking about it. You're just thinking about the task at hand. But I mean, I'm sure when I'm done with baseball for. However long after, I'll, I'll always think about that NLCS, regardless if I end up winning one or not. That'll be that 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 team was special, and I mean it. It was definitely definitely sour. I'm the, okay. Enough of the negativity. I'm. <laughs> it's too. As we're taping this, it's too early in the morning for negative. Yeah. It's all about being positive. Did you go? What? Did you go back? And I know I talked to you after. Um, but did you go back and watch you closing out the series before? Did you go back and get a chance to look at that? Yeah, uh, I mean, they have this green fly app or whatever that gives us all of our photos and videos from the games, and I, I watched uh, a couple of videos from it, and it was it was pretty, pretty <laughs> sweet to watch it back. Does it did it line up with how you remembered living through it? Yeah, I mean, I I don't like. Watching the video, I, I completely turn around and look at the first base umpire. I don't even remember looking at the umpire. I just remember feeling the roar of Citizens Bank Park hit me in the chest. <laughs> and next thing I know, I look at I look at our dugout and Gregory Soto and Alvarado have almost tackled me out of my before JT even got to me. That's that's what I remember. It's it's like I said, it was a cool moment. It was great. It was just like you know, you, you said you I remember way back you said you blacked out you black out a lot of times when you get on the yeah, field. I mean I I do that a lot in like even just regular season games. Um, just my my adrenaline for competing uh, just takes off and I mean, it's instinct takes over, and usually have to watch it on on film that night to see what I did. So, <laughs> not a lot of things in life you can say that. So that's great. Yeah. The the the, uh, the when so when you turn the page or whatever, however you turn the page, and the Nola signs right because yeah. because that's the thing, Matt, is that you have this team. And it seemed like you guys were super tight. You had said like it was the tightest clubhouse, more team dinners, and all of that. But but then then to have the certainty of of Aaron Nola re-signing, that must have been a not not a, a consolation prize, but a good way to sort of all right, let's do it, let's go, let's go because oh, yeah. because that doesn't happen a lot, especially this offseason. Are you kidding me? Like to think of think, think about like how the the fact that Aaron Nola signed as quick as he did, but it must have been like oh yeah, let's go. Right, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I think uh, not only the bitter taste of losing in our mouth, but I mean leaving the clubhouse with the. The, the question marks over Reese and Nola were definitely a few gray clouds. And, I mean, it's unfortunate to see Reese go, but, um, you know, happy for him and his family. But, uh, you know, to get Nola back, that, that that's huge for our pitching staff. I mean, he's been a he's been a horse here for the Phillies for almost a decade. And, I mean, it's going to be fun to continue watching do him. What's it like to have Dombrowski as a GM? I mean, I know because I I lived it through it. But I asked this I asked this question because we've got we're going we're heading into spring training with a, like a 
crap load of free agents still there. And I think some of it is because of the approach of a lot of the new wave of GMs. I mean, you tell me. I, maybe I'm wrong, but it certainly seems like Dave is a little bit different and approaches things a little bit different. And from a player's perspective, I just want to sort of get your take. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Dave Dave is not a, not afraid to do what Dave wants to do, and I think that's why he's been so successful in this game. Um, you look at the team he gives us to show up to spring here with, and we know if we do what we're supposed to do in the first half, he's going to do what he always does and go go get us a few key pieces at the deadline. So we just got to take care of our business here and let him do his magic as, as the season unfolds. All right, so we're good. here we go, Commissioner Strom. Do you, should there be a deadline? Should there be a de- should there be a deadline for for off season signings? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe maybe something with like to. I know they've detached the draft pick and all that from guys, but maybe maybe even more so after a certain date. Yeah, that's, I like that. You got good ideas, but, but I don't think I don't think saying like, "What do you do then?" Like Blake Snell just doesn't get to play this year after winning a Cy Young because he hasn't signed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like that that that, yeah. that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a good idea in my my opinion. I think what would be a good idea is if you sign someone if it's if they're not signed, and then you sign someone after a deadline. Maybe you receive a compensation pick next year or. Or you don't lose one for signing them. It, it's it just it just seems like you know there's two different views of this or ways to you have the fans view, uh, and you have the players view, and obviously you have the team view. But yeah. but the players view is from a fans view when when we have this many free agents heading into spring training. From like the average Joe said, oh, how can players not want to kn- not want to know where they're going? How can they be this patient? Yet there is this element of you relying on your agent to, to steer you the, down the right road. I mean, you signed last year. I mean, you signed. Think about it, that was that was the winter meetings when you signed last right. year. Yep. But but for, but you talked to the other guy. Like, what's that like? What do you what do you think? The how much do you put in the the, the trust of the agent? How how antsy are these guys right now? Well, I think everyone's antsy to sign. Everyone wants to know where they're going. Um, I think the biggest thing is it's no different than when we're doing the CBA negotiations. These guys are, are trying to set up the future as well. Like they don't want to just take whatever's out there. I mean, it, it, it sets a precedent for the players to come is kind of, is kind of how we look at it. So, um, that it's, it's all, it's always been this way. You know, it, it depends on when the CBA is and all that versus like if you go back it's it's the same pattern of next year guys probably won't sign until (laughs) middle of february march and then once it gets closer to a cba negotiation they'll sign them sooner so it's 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 a wheel it goes around (laughs) it's so i hate it (laughs) (laughs) no i do i I, I love it but we all love it well, we love it because it's something to talk about. But you know, it's like you—you you have the lockout. With the lock, I don't—I don't wish upon the lockout upon anybody. 
But the lockout was, all right, you knew when the guys had to sign, and then when they came back, it was everyone was in a you, – you knew that you had to sign in a hurry to play baseball. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, there was just there was just that, 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 that flurry of, of intensity. Like, with – and this is, comes back to our favorite topic, but, the, you know, the pitch clock stuff. But it's – you know, a lot of people say baseball and urgency. And offseason is the same thing, Matt. Like, people like urgency. Like, but baseball isn't necessarily built for urgency, is what I I guess what I would say. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I I just, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's business, and anytime business gets involved, it's it's a stick in the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want? You got some years to play. Yeah, I mean, do you want to just be a a YouTube sensation? <laughs> no, no. I want to. Uh, I want to grow monster deer on my farm. That's it. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> well, I drop my daughter off at school. Maybe play a quick nine. Fill my deer feeders. Pick my daughter up from school. Well, you know, you, you know how you're able to do that. You get you win World Series and you get World Series bonuses. So this is exactly <laughs> play and play longer than Rich Hill. Oh, well, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, 11, got 11 more years to catch him, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. We, I just talked to Rich last night, um, and uh, let's just say that let's just say that lefty relievers, the, the job security in baseball, you're a you're a high leverage lefty reliever. But every if you ever become a like a slightly lesser leverage lefty reliever, you can still play. I can tell you that. So I think as, as soon as I'm done being a leverage reliever, I think I'm a starter. So oh, we'll, we'll, oh. See, we'll see how it goes. So what are we doing? We did we give it another whirl this year. Or what's going on? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> whatever whatever the team needs, I'll do. Um, but. I mean, like I said, I've always said it. I'll, I'll rich hill it if I have to. I'll be a starter at thirty six. I don't care. So, do you, but, we'll, we'll see. But do you, you I, when you go into spring training, I, is, you know, it's the whole thing. Oh, we're going to start as a starter, then because you can always go from starter to reliever. Um, but what's your mindset now? Is are they going to give you another chance to to start, or what, how, what's your expectation? Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, especially with the. The additions we've had this last month, I think it's probably going to be set up to where I'm just a reliever until they need me otherwise. But, um, you know, I I rib Caleb and Topper every day. Like, hey, sure you don't need me to start? <laughs> sure. In, anytime they ask me how many pitches I'm throwing to my bullpen, I go, I don't know. <laughs> so it's just, I just give them, give them crap because, I mean, they, they know I'll do whatever. So... But you were you were good. I'm, I'm just not saying that because you're talking right now. You were good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it worked. I mean, it worked. It, like you said, you know, you liked the idea. You got your chance, and you were good. And and you know, roster manipulation or whatever changed that. But you were good. I mean, it's that that leads you to uh, if if I don't know what's gonna let's not put cart before the horse about 2025, but. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got you got a future, my friend, as a starting oh, pitcher. No. I think. No, no, no. I mean, I I believe it as well. But I mean, my my main goal is just to to win, and whatever 
I don't, that's something I don't want to do at this point in my career. I don't want to go start for a team that's kind of a bubble team. I'd rather, I'd rather do what's ever asked on a team that looks like a playoff team. So, I mean, that's, it's kind of what, what I play this game for is to win and, Hopefully one day I achieve that. Yeah, I said I said everybody who hasn't experienced a playoff should have gone to Citizens Bank Park and sat in that crowd and said, "This is what you're playing for. This exactly. is what." I mean, it's. I think people think they know, but they don't know. They don't know. No, they don't. No, no. it's not until you live it. <laughs> no. So when you hear all this stuff about, like we do our power rankings, and you hear all this stuff about the Dodgers. And in even the Braves, do you guys feel, do you think that there'll be like a little chip on your shoulder? Because, because once again, if, if you had to, by the, where you guys landed, other than the Diamondbacks, you guys were the team. You beat the Braves, you know, the outlasted the Dodgers. And I know that they got all their stuff. And, but as Tori Lavella once said, you know, go let them buy their teams. You, I mean, you, you guys must feel like, all right, you want to talk about the Dodgers? You want to talk about the Braves? You want to talk about these teams? We got everybody back pretty much. Don't sleep on us. No, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it kind of, kind of has the same feel of last year. After they went to the World Series, it was still all about the Braves and the NL East. And I mean, yeah, the Braves came out on top regular season, but. I mean, I think Topper said it best in our clinching speech last year when he said this team is built for the postseason. We're built for series, and, I mean, it it, sh- it showed. Um, but, again, coming up just a little bit short. and Again, we're, we're ready to hit the ground running, especially with the same group we got. Is it when you play? I don't know if you saw what Mookie, you know, Mookie had said about every team plays. It's going to be like the World Series or whatever. But do you feel like when you play these teams – even if it's the regular season that you feel like you're going to be able to, it's like pissing on your territory. Maybe I'm like being over dramatic. I don't know, no. but I just believe you. I believe in the Phillies. Like that's why I'm saying this. Yeah. I mean, I think too, it's, I mean, it goes, it goes no different for, I mean, any team with superstars, especially when you have a group like ours, when you have guys like Harper, JT, Schwarber, Casty. Trey, when they all step out on the field, I mean, they're they're the best in the world to ever do it. And they they obviously that that comes with the target on your back. So you definitely you definitely feel the you feel you feel teams chasing you. But uh, I mean, that's that's what's special about this group is they've been there, done that. But I'm saying you're the team now that when you play like the Dodgers, our superstars are better than your superstars. Not even that. I take that back. That's a bad way to put it. Our team, it's a team. We have superstars, you have superstars, but we have a better team. You know? Yeah. Does does that make sense? No, yeah. I mean, it's... That's... That's that's what... That's what you want in competition. I mean, they're, they're thinking that when we go there and we're thinking that when they come here. All right. So spring training, best shape of your life? The what? Are you in the best shape of your life? Oh, no doubt. It's enough. <laughs> it's, it's best shape of our life season. Every year. Every year. <laughs> who, who is actually on your team is in the best shape of their life, you think? True. I mean, it's just... 
I don't think JT ever falls out of it. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to go with him. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, we, I'll just leave it. I'm, I'm going to leave the floor as yours because we had mentioned at the beginning, you know, you said podcast of the year, and obviously you had a take that went whatever viral, you know, but it's <laughs> right. But Matt, one of the things that we go back to that podcast was this is why I like talking with you is just because you just, you, you're, you're a thinker. You, you think you're, first of all, you wouldn't be in our book if you weren't a thinker. Congratulations. I'm <laughs> Thank sure. you. Um, but you just, you have things at top of mind that you think about. And that's when, when the beer thing came up, it was, it was, you know what else I've been thinking about? Like, yeah, okay. So I'll just ask you to finish things off. You know, what have you been thinking about? Anything? Uh, <laughs> the new, uh, uh, the batting machine thing that hitters are now allowed to use during game. So it's called, well, I'm not going to remember the name of it, but essentially it's like a virtual pitching machine that will mimic a pitcher's pitches, mechanics, everything. So if you're on the bench, you can sit there for the first seven innings and take 12 at-bats against Alvarado before you know you're going to pinch hit against him in the ninth. And you're you're allowed to use that because I had we had uh, Garrett Cole on and he mentioned this thing. Yep. So is, are you, so you're are hitters actually allowed to do this or do they have to sneak around and use it? No, they're they're now allowed. It used to be where MLB would make them have them shut them off an hour before the game, but now this year they're going to be allowed to use it the entire game. How, how does that how does that happen? Like how does how does that happen where all of a sudden? Who goes to them and say, you know what rule we have to change? We have to allow the hitters to hit the, use the these hitting these pitching machines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then what? what's even crazier is when us pitchers asked if we could use TrackMan in the bullpen for when we warm up to track our – to track how we warm up, they just said no. But you can't Which, do that? Like, Why not? No idea. And TrackMan doesn't like – there's no instant feedback – well, there, okay, there is instant feedback, but it's not like it's going to tell me how to throw to J.D. Martinez. It's just my pitch is my stuff, where the hitting thing is literally Matt Strom is on the screen going through his mechanics, and the ball is shooting out of my release point with my spin, my angle, everything. And so it's... That's crazy. I, again, like, I don't want to get too up in arms about it because again it is all about offense and that's that's what sells and that's what it is but the thing we need to understand now is a reliever sub three is now a three five yeah because of this stuff because your hitters have more more prep to face you like in theory it should be easier to hit i hadn't so what how do you I have some questions, but how do you find out that this changed? In other words, like I said, I talked to Garrett Cole at the end of the year, and it made it seem like it feel like like you it felt like they had to sneak around or like they shut it off or whatever it was. Yeah. How did you find? Is this? Did they send out a document that said, "Hey, everybody, by the way, uh, the hitters are going to be able to watch these pitchers all throughout the game." I'm sure they did send it out. I didn't see it that way. But you just hear about it? Yeah, I found out through our pitching coach. So, I mean, it is is what it is. But 
again, that's one thing that I feel like should be publicized and out there just because, I mean, they need to understand that a reliever now has already been faced before he's facing anybody. Well, and, and the, the flip side of it is, all right, you want to take that evolution, but to, I, I'm not just agreeing with you just because you're here. I sincerely believe. I agreed with you with the beer thing, and I agree with you this. Where the track, what is the harm, what is the harm of, of having TrackMan in the bullpen? Because as you said, this is about you. It's not, this isn't even about the hitter. This isn't, this isn't right. saying, saying, here, look at, uh, Hurry up! Put a put a screen up in the bullpen. I want to see this guy's bat uh, bat path. You know, it's no exactly no exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, again, it's it's about getting the the needle more towards the offense, and even even if like sunscreen with rosin, like it it tips the needle just a little too much back towards the pitcher, so. It, eliminate it which again i i understand offense is what people want to see so they're going to do all these things to create more offense but just be public about it and let's change the the new quality start to six runs four innings then. yeah well and because that's what you guys are getting paid on exactly exactly yeah did they change the the baseballs get any better uh, I mean, we our truck just got here yesterday. So, <laughs> let's just say the hopes aren't too high. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys are you're the best at adjusting and overcoming. So there you go. So <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, all right, man. Well, I, I appreciate it as always. No problem. You have a good one.